Are you tired of hearing people complain about the world and ready to own the responsibility to make the world a better place? Hey, my name is Brent Simpson and welcome to this episode of Creating the Future. I believe that within each of us is a yearning to make the world a better place. So let's work together and make that desire a reality. My hope is that today's conversation inspires you as you endeavor to create the future. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Creating the Future. And uh, today is a special episode. Um, we, we took a few weeks off here in the middle of the holidays. Uh, I trust that you understand that. Uh, everybody's on vacation. Everything's a little chaotic. And so uh, we are back. And I uh, wanted to make a special episode today that may even turn into a couple episodes, uh, a couple uh, uh, conversations uh, about the state of our nation right now. And is our nation crumbling before our eyes? Uh, and I just want to have this conversation, bring on Pastor Ken McAnulty. He is our executive pastor here at Arise and uh, Pastor Ken's first time on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we want to just have this kind of public open conversation, um, both about is America crumbling before our eyes and why, to me, the big thing is why, because I feel like people don't understand that. And until you understand the why, you can't solve anything, you can't fix anything, uh, assuming that we are at a place that can be fixed. And so let's just first start with this uh, real honest question, is America crumbling before our eyes? Um, well, go ahead, what do you, what do you think? I mean, that's a great and deep question. Um, you know, you look back in our history, you look at the Civil War era, you look at yeah. the 1960s, um, you look at even the... Uh, the 1930s and the Great Depression, and we've gone through a lot as a nation. And I know that there are some who've gone through those eras who say that this era resembles that, and some yeah. who say that this era isn't quite as bad as that. But I think that there are some other earmarks here that just kind of show us that that there's not really a foundation as we're going through this shaking yeah. that's that's there anymore. Right. Uh, right. Where back then in those days, there there seemed to be a better foundation. Mm -hmm. And so, is is it crumbling? You're not sure, but there's less of a foundation, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and it seems like it's more unstable as, as things are being shaken. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that would be my opinion, my feel yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't disagree with that. I would actually take a, a probably a little bit of a harder line and say I believe uh, fully that it's crumbling. Um, however, uh, that doesn't mean, so, so listen to what I say, that doesn't mean America ceases to exist. Mm -hmm. It means the America that we know ceases to exist, the America that has been uh, in, in several ways. First of all, um, we're losing our grip of being a world power. Um, there's this assumption that the United States has always been a world power. That's not the case at all. Uh, you know, in, in 1812, we were not a world power. Uh, you know, in the Civil War, we were not a world power. In the 20th century, for most of it, we were not a world yeah. power. It was really after World War II yep. that we became a world power. In fact, uh, uh, during uh, the beginning of World War II, I was just listening to a book uh, I believe we were something like ranked 18th in the world with our military might. And it was like uh, we were right in between some South American countries, right? Right. Uh, so, so going into the war, now coming out of the war, we became a world power and the dominant world power and the dominant influence of the world, influencer of the world. And that's what you and I have all grown up with. We've all kind of lived in that, that world. And the assumption when that's all we've known is that that's all there's ever been. 
Yeah. Um, that is crumbling before our eyes. You cannot have the kind of debt we have, the kind of uh, inner problems that we have in America and stay in that position of being a world influencer, world power. As somebody who travels around the world and such, we are beginning to be a laughing stock of the world mm-hmm. uh, where we were the big influencer of the world. Um, people are seeing what's happening. Uh, sometimes the news takes what happens and then makes it bigger than it really right. is. Uh, you know, and, and they, they, they you know, emphasize that 1% that does something really stupid, but that's what the world sees. And that starts to take away our credibility in the world. And so, first of all, as a world power, uh, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to see that that's crumbling before our eyes. Uh, second of all, the America that is before us right now is not the America of the past because of what you just said and what I think we want to get into, uh, that we've lost our foundations. Right. And so what is America? What is it? Um, you know, what, what is America? A lot of what we consider to be America is that ability to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Those things are built upon certain morals that if those morals are taken out from underneath us, you cannot continue going in that direction. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, is America crumbling? I do believe it's crumbling. I believe it's crumbling before our eyes. I don't think that should be as shocking to people as it may seem. Uh, empires rise and fall. That's always right. been the way it is. They usually last a generation or two. We've actually gone a little past that in, in the way that we have been a world power. Uh, I don't believe it crumbles though. Uh, well, I, I don't say that I know that it crumbles to the place of non-existence or anything like that. Um, I think it crumbles to the place of just not being a world power and not being the world that we used to know. So think of many, many, many other countries that are fine countries that are okay to live in, blah, blah, blah but they're just not the dominant world power, the mission sending force, the, the force for good that the United States of America has been. Well, I mean, historically, you've got Great Britain who was a world power right, right. and they decreased, but it mm-hmm. didn't mean they ceased to exist. It didn't mean that they ceased to have influence. Yeah. Uh, you had the Roman Empire who, it took mm-hmm. a long time for the Roman Empire yeah. as they began to crumble, as they mm-hmm. began to falter. And yet you still have uh, Italy as a, as a nation, right. you right. still have influence there. So it doesn't mean that we're gonna cease to exist or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm completely in agreement with that. So it's not that we cease to exist, although as we get weaker, it does make us much more uh, susceptible, vulnerable, susceptible to enemy attacks and things like that that could happen. Uh, and then thirdly, um, you know, we're not united. Our, our, within our title alone is the United States of America. And uh, anytime we are not united, we begin to fall. That's a biblical teaching. Abraham Lincoln echoed it. Uh, You know, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Abraham Lincoln said a nation divided against itself cannot stand. Jesus is the one who said the original. Um, But when you are divided against yourself in these extreme divides, you cannot stand. Now, now here's the catch. and, And this is what Pastor Ken was saying in the beginning is that this has happened before. This is not new to us. Um, Throughout history, there have been times of extreme divides. And the unity that we've had in the United States is actually a relatively recent thing. And it usually comes through wars and creating Mm -hmm. a common enemy, right? Uh, Everybody disagrees until you have one common enemy that we agree upon to fight against that person. The difference this time is that the fundamentals even having a common enemy <laughs> right. are, are, are not there and, and we're divided even over those things. Right. And, uh, uh, and I think those things are what's leading to the, to the collapse of America or maybe the best way of saying it is the collapse of America as we know it. Right. Um, some people want where it's going and that's a very real thing. I don't believe the majority of Americans want where it's going. And so you end up with a, a progressive 
humanist America that's pressing forward. And, and let's talk about this. So if America is collapsing um, before our eyes, and when I say before our eyes, it's not like this week or this month. Right. We're just watching it. It's very much like Rome, like you were saying. Uh, it's, it's a slow fade. It's not like it just suddenly happens. It's decades. Right. It's decades. And, and I think we're, we're seeing it more of a free fall now because of right. what, what's happening in our nation. Um, but make no mistake, after what happens this year, there'll be something next year, something next month, some, the month after that. That's where we're at now. It's this repetitive collapsing, <laughs> this, this falling. Um, and so, so what causes that? Um, I'm going to go back to uh, 2016. Uh, I'm sitting in the Bruton Parish, uh, uh, which is uh, a church in Williamsburg, Virginia, built in 1674, I believe. In the 1600s, it was built, that basically all of our founding fathers uh, went to, George Washington, Patrick Henry, Thomas Jefferson, uh, uh, I think John, uh, John Monroe, uh, James Madison, all those guys ended up going to that church at one time or another. And so it's this kind of sacred place, you know, it's a tourist attraction now. They still have church services there. They have since the beginning, um, but it's really a, a tourist attraction. People come in and out and want to see it and they, they tell stories and such. And uh, so I happen to be up there and I'm having a prayer retreat while I'm there and I'm spending time praying in that place. And God began to give me a vision that seems so non-revelation, mm-hmm. <laughs> non-revelatory, I guess would be the word. It seems so non-revelatory that it's like, I don't even know that I need to share this with anybody. Uh, I actually texted it to Dr. Brown and told him, you know, cause that's his world and what he deals with. And we'll have him on the show uh, talking about these subjects here soon too. Uh, but, but uh, I texted it to him and I'm just like, you know, I, I know this doesn't seem like revelation, but this is what the Lord just showed me. And in the moment, if you understand this, if you're a believer or if you've ever had an epiphany like this, there's a moment where you know something, but then you really know it and yeah. you see it. And that was kind of a moment for me. And what I saw was it, it was a landscape. And on the above it, the earth was having tremors and little miniature earthquakes. <clears throat> and this is 2016. It was February. Uh, you know, you have a, a, a new president. All this is going on. Things are, it's the middle of chaotic times still there. And so there's tremors going on. And if you looked below the surface in this vision, I could see that there were titanic plates that were shifting and moving underneath um, the earth. And they all had titles on them and they were all kind of biblical titles. It was like the Bible and prayer and Christian ethics and brotherly love and, and different things like that were what, these, what were on these titanic, titanic plates. And these titanic plates were shifting. And as they shifted and started to crumble and collapse because of the weight of the pressure above them, as they started to collapse, that's what was causing the shimmers above. And the Lord mm. spoke to me very clearly, you know, this is just the beginning of the earthquakes. This is just the beginning. And so let's, let's turn it to there. So if America is collapsing, it's my belief. And, and I know I'm a Christian and I know some people will want to ignore this because of my faith and things like that. But this isn't a Christian message. This is, this is an anthropology message. This is a study of our culture message the United States of America, whether you believe it was built as a Christian nation, you can argue that. I, I give you that. I, we, we can go back and forth. It doesn't matter if we are a Christian nation or not. I know people will be both sides. What you cannot argue, uh, even, even atheists I've heard make, will, will admit to this, like is the influence of Christianity, right. the influence of the morals of Christianity became the cultural ethic of the colonies. Mm-hmm. They became the cultural ethic of our country. And whether you, you know, were a follower of Jesus Christ or not, you had certain ethics that were Christian that were passed down to you through generations that you just accepted and they became this underlying ethic. 
And what happens is right now we are removing that underlying ethic from beneath us. If you picture somebody standing on a limb and they're literally sawing the limb that they're standing on, that's the United States of America right now. Uh, At the time of this recording, what, three days ago, we had our our, uh, senator uh, stand up and pray in the name of, of, uh, what's the God, the, uh, it's the Hindu God, the main Hindu God, uh, saying the most uh, ridiculous things to the monotheistic God and then praying to a Hindu God, which is not monotheistic at all, and then ending the prayer with amen, a woman. I don't know if he was joking. A lot of people seem to think he was. It was satire or something. I don't know. But that's also not even a place you joke about. Right. But it, and it shows the place of our nation. Either one, he was very ignorant about what he was saying because it was just, just makes no sense. It's, it's asinine. Uh, or secondly, he's joking about something. You just don't joke about those right. things, especially with where we are as a nation right now. When we need to be calling out to God, he's making fun of calling out to God. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why the shakings happen right in front of us. Uh, you know, in fact, for years we've said that, that, you know, sin would be a lot easier to run away from sin if it had immediate consequences. Right. I feel like we're in a place in America where we're catching consequences a lot quicker than we might have 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So talk about I think that. I think the further you go down the road of sin, the, the sooner you catch the consequences, yeah. you know, the closer the consequences are. I think, you know, when you first start on that road, and we can see this in the history of our nation, when we first started on that road of really abandoning truth, abandoning what we had founded the, the country on and, and really abandoning that unity, we didn't really see those consequences coming right away. But, but now we're seeing those consequences come with, with shorter span from, mm-hmm. from actions and behavior, and, and it's coming a whole lot quicker. And, and I think that it, it, it's waking some of us up where we should have been awake a long time ago to say, yeah. hey, listen, something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, something, something's not right. But but the something that's not right has started in the hearts of believers mm-hmm. and the hearts of people who right. don't believe. Right. It hasn't started in a governmental system. It hasn't started in anything. Right. It has started in the hearts of people. So, yeah. I heard an atheist say it this way. This is an atheist, by the way. This is not a believer. He said that the Western culture has been cooked in the crock pot, the broth, I think is the way he said it. He's been cooked in the broth with the bone being Christianity. Mm-hmm. That bone has been removed. Right. And now we're wondering if it's going to keep its flavor. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great way of putting it. And, and, his, and this is an atheist. And his way was we are in this great social experience and we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what the future holds because now we've taken out the fundamental thing that made it what it was. And then we're wondering, is it going to remain what it was and what is it going to evolve into next without that bone of Christianity? Right. And uh, what, a, what a great analogy for this. Yeah. Um, and so, so we're seeing this uh, Christianity get removed. Um, and Christianity creates these primary precepts of brotherly love, of, of humbling yourself so that you can exalt somebody else mm-hmm. up. Um, uh, the, these precepts that we take for granted, like honesty, mm-hmm. uh, integrity, character. What happens when we walk away from those precepts is everything begins to crumble. Science by its nature, which is the religion of America today, science by its nature has these precepts of integrity, of character, that when you remove Christianity from the picture, right. make no sense. Right. Now, now, let me tell you what I believe is happening. Um, <clears throat> those precepts were taught a generation ago. They were taught in churches. They were taught, I'll be honest, it's a religious thing in general. It's not just Christians. Many other religions teach the same kind of things. But we've become increasingly secular. 
And so we actually now have the first non-Christian generation coming up. So generation that even I'm in and, and some others, Generation X, you may have went to church some, you may not have been to church nearly as much as the boomer generation behind you, but you were taken to church some with grandma, you right. went Easter and Christmas, you had some reasons to hold on to these uh, assumed things. They're not really talked about, they're just assumed. But once you step into a generation that has none of that background and they're told that you should be this way without being told why you should be this way, right. then there becomes no reason for it. So, so to say you should be honest without some kind of explanation of why you should be honest will right. never make you honest, especially when the secular humanistic idea coming from macroevolution and all of this is survival of the fittest. Right. If I can be dishonest and it allows me to survive, mm -hmm. it allows me to not only survive, it allows me to thrive. If I can lower my integrity standards in order to increase my finances, I should be doing that according to that value system, right? Again, you see what's happening. We're out of Christianity now. Christianity would say, no, you need to have integrity. And even if it hurts you, that's the right thing to do. Now we're saying whatever is best for me, even if it hurts you, is the right thing to do. That, that, that's huge. And we're watching that in front of us right yeah, now. It's the value system and it's what people built their life on. It's that foundation that we're talking about. Yeah. And when the foundation begins to change, the foundation begins to disappear, and then you have this shaking above, there's nothing secure for that shaking to really kind of cling to or for us to cling to when everything is shaking around us. And, and that's kind of what we're feeling right now because this foundation of a way that we live, a way that we treat each other is, is disappearing right. because it's no longer an agreed upon, agreed upon truth, I guess what we could, is what right. we could call it. Um, there's, there's disagreement about what truth is within that or what is moral, what is just, right. what is right. And, and that's the scary thing. Um, because that, that means that whatever's right for me is right for me. Whatever's right for you is right for you. And mm -hmm. that means I could mistreat you and it'd be right, right for me. Right. And, uh, it, it becomes a frightening place for us to live because we have no idea what's coming around the corner. Right. Morality becomes completely subjective to yeah. the individual. And that's where we are right now. That's where America is because we've walked away yeah. from a Christian ethic that was founded that said there is a, a, a non-subjective, non what's the word? The, uh, uh, there's a permanent moral value. There's, right. there's a stable moral value yeah. based on the nature of God uh, out of the Bible into a place that says whatever's right for you is right for you. Whatever's right for me is right for me. Well, and I think we saw it uh, you know, in, in just what's happened in our nation right now. I mean, could you ever have imagined our Capitol building being invaded, not by right. a foreign country, right. but by Americans who's, who claim to love this country. Yeah. It's mind boggling, yeah. but, but it's this idea of this seems right to me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to do it. Right. It seems right for me to loot. So I'm going to do it. Right. It's right for me. And, and that's the perception. That's the idea of what behavior has become and the mm -hmm. foundation of behavior. Mm -hmm. You know, our belief system produces a behavior. And so now we're seeing the fruit of it. We're seeing the result right. of it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation today and I especially hope it added value to you. If you enjoyed it, would you do me a favor and give us a five-star rating on your podcast provider? It really helps to get the word out. And of course, if you share this content with your friends, that would be great too. 
And until next time, I hope you continue creating a better future. I look forward to being with you again soon.